You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Uh, this is a rather special episode of PlayStation Unchained because we have now reached episode 40. Yep, I'm your host, Mike Harrodens, and joining me is uh, my co-host, Ben Shillabier-Hall. How's it going, Ben, on this special occasion? Oh, <laughs> I can't believe we've, we, we've finally done it. We have done it. Yep. We have reached the big 4-0. Yes, we have. Yeah, the big 4-0. <laughs> I'll be reaching the big 4-0 in a decade as well. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're this um, excited about 40, I can't, I can't imagine what you'll be like when we reach 50. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, yeah, in case you wondered, that was, of course, G-Man himself, Mr. Glenn Gordon. How's it going, dude? How's it going, guys? I'm pretty well, actually. I've had a pretty good week. Um Got to start looking for a job now that I'm home for the summer, but otherwise, I am doing pretty well. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. you've uh, finished um, college for the semester, I take it. You um, Are you, like, going back for another year afterwards? or No, not another year. I've just got one semester left. Hallelujah. And I will finally have, right. I will finally have my bachelor's degree, um, my BS degree, as I like to call it, in mass communication. <laughs> so oh, I will sweet. be... Sweet. Bachelor's be a, degree. Yes, I will be an official um, communicator, I suppose. Wicked. We yes. have a communicator on the team. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Media production, yeah. well, social got- media, all of that stuff. I'll, I'm, your, I'm your guy. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, episode 40, uh, that's, um, that's pretty mad. I mean, um, we've, I think we've done a pretty good job of keeping things consistent, actually. I mean, I can't actually remember off the top of my head when we started uh, when we rebooted the bo- uh, podcast to Unchained from Derailed, but um, I don't, I don't think we got to forty on the previous incarnation. So um, I think we've been going. Have we been going roughly half? A, um, is it? Did we start late last year, Ben? Can you remember? Or was it early this year? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we started at end of la- uh, sort of mid. I'm sure we started around September time. Oh, right, was it? Oh, I have no idea. Because I, I think I was going down to London at the same time as we were starting Unchained. Oh, right, cool, yeah, sweet. For a minute now, I thought you were falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, all right, well, either way, yeah, it's um, really, really cool to um, be here for episode 40. Let's hope, um, well, here's to another 10 episodes anyway, guys, and let's get on with uh, some news. And in the madness, I forgot to pre-prepare, so I have to actually have to open up the damn window to do this. But well, what I'm doing is actually, guys, um, Ben, how has your week been? Uh, we've just heard Glenn's had a pretty decent week, but how about... Uh, it's, it's been pretty good, thank you. It's just usual, it's just usual boring stuff for me, to be honest. <laughs> you, uh, you've you had a, a little break, haven't you? You weren't um, on the last podcast. Did you have a good kind of like chill out from the site? For lack of yeah, it was a nice little break from the site. I, I just needed a little sort of space for a bit because I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes on the site yeah yeah which i'm hoping to yeah push forward a bit again soon so sweet are you officially back or is this just kind of for the 40th episode uh this is just for the 40th episode really ah, okay. I, okay. i'll be back more off actually back properly in about a week or so okay. cool sounds good well glad you could join us yeah um, and so on that note, we do all need a break. I mean, I'm going on holiday in about five weeks' time. Fortunately, it is after E3 because that would just be madness if I went away then. But um, I do it every year. But yeah, 
usually I'm always here for E3 week and a couple of weeks after. But by like by the time like June rolls around, I'm just like, yep, I need to go to um, I need to go down to the seaside for a week or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, come to Scarborough. Pro- we we have we have seasides. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to, have to visit you sometime. <laughs> Stay with you. Okay, well, let's kick things off, guys. Uh, this uh, this was posted on, on mon- last Monday. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 won't see released until 2015. Rumor. Uh, this was actually posted by myself. Uh, Square Enix's hotly anticipated Final Fantasy 15 may not see the light of day until after the publisher's next financial year concludes on March the 31st, 2015. Um, as reported to earlier today on PSU.com, this was uh, Monday, the t- uh, May the 12th, the Japanese games company returned to profitability for the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2014, following a decidedly rough period that ultimately led to uh, Yoichi Wada, the then C- CEO of Square Enix, announcing his resignation. Um, however, its um, games forecast for the next financial year has dropped by 5 million units. Um, we asked why this is significant. It's because the um, uh, publisher now expects to move 12 million units of software by uh, next March which suggests that Final Fantasy XV is not part of the equation. Uh, because, obviously, when you get a game as big as Final Fantasy, obviously your expectations will be a lot higher. I mean, if we go down the page a bit here, um, uh, uh, in uh, 2010, uh, sales, the sales forecast was 13 million in Japan alone. And that's in alone. And uh, the 12 million they predicted now is for all around, is for global. So that was just 13 million alone for Japan in 2010. Now, if you're going to release Final Fantasy XV in the next uh, financial year, it would have been a hell of a lot higher. Um, but yeah, for this, uh, just to break it down, for this uh, year, it's 3.4 million units in Japan, 3.8 units in uh, North America, and 4.8 million units in PAL territories in Europe. So it's very unlikely that Final Fantasy XV will be released in that period, because simply because a game that big, especially with the the anticipation surrounding that game, I mean, let's face it, it was announced in 2006 under a different name, it would be much, much higher than that. Um, to be honest, even if this wasn't the case with all the, the um, in terms of the sales expectations, I personally wouldn't have expected Final Fantasy XV to release this year. I reckon, I probably reckon a summer, a summer autumn launch next year in Japan. Maybe I reckon, if anything, we'd probably see Kingdom Hearts three possibly before, or maybe around the same time. But yeah, uh, there's no, there was no way it was going to be released bit, um, this year at all. Definitely not. Uh, or if um, most, we're, we're almost definitely looking at. Um, 2015 probably after after march um uh, what do you guys think though do you think i'm totally wrong on that um let's start with since you're back let's start with ben um first of all what do you think i i hope it's not too late in, in 2015 because it's been you know on development for so long and i yeah. don't think it'll be out before i think it'll be out before kingdom hearts you do yeah right i, I i'd be surprised if kingdom hearts doesn't get released till about 2017 Holy wow! That long. Well, the uh, they the bit they have well they haven't really started development of it. They've only literally made that little test area they showed off. I thought that. Oh, I thought that was like part. Wasn't that like um, you know in-game footage they were already working on? I assume that it had been development for a while. No, in-game it was just literally in-game footage they made from the debug unit, the actual engine. It's oh, not actually right. in the game. Oh right, I see. Okay, it's oh. in game, but not the yeah. actual game so chances right. yeah chances are it's very early and sort of we'll probably see it 2016 2017 time all oh, right okay wow damn that's the wait for kingdom hearts fans then cool um and glenn how about you on uh, final fantasy 15 um it really disappoints me or rather than mistake. yeah it, it really disappoints me because it looks amazing so far 
Um, we haven't seen much of it, but what we have seen looks really, really great. A, a new cast, new story, all of that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's a shame that it's taking this long because, like you said, we saw this a long time ago under a different name. And so now it's back as Final Fantasy XV, and um, I think it's something that a lot of people are looking forward to. But in the meantime, we just got Final Fantasy XIV, so it's not too much of a surprise that it's not going to be out right away. Um, in fact, I, I think it's better this way because this gives people time to enjoy fourteen before we move on to something uh, completely different in fifteen. So, and, and I know that there are different kinds of games. Fourteen's an MMO, basically, um, and fifteen, yeah. for, for what I'm seeing, is not. So we will see that next year, I hope. Um, sooner than later would be nice, uh, personally, just because I'd love to, a chance to get this game. Um, but if not, that's okay. Uh, we'll see it as soon as it's ready. And Square Enix, just do it right. Take your time and, and do it right, and don't disappoint with this game. Yep, I echo that, definitely. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it shapes up after all this time. Um, okay, moving on, guys. Um, this is quite a... This has been quite a hot topic. Uh, Ubisoft um, watchdogs to run at 900p at 30 frames per second on PS4. Uh, there's been tons of reports about the frame rate and um, resolution of this game. I mean, I remember at one point it was confer- seemingly confirmed for um, 10- 1080p at 60 frames per second, per second, and it was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not too sure about that. And then um, Sony actually posted on their official PlayStation uh, side description of the game that... Uh, um, but it uh, would run at 30 frames per second in 1080p. I'm looking at the um, p- uh, screenshot now um, in a way that only PS4 can provide its states. But however, that was later removed, and then Ubisoft confirmed on its official blog, uh, on new-gen systems, the game will run 900p on PS4 and 700 and... Oh, that's an odd number. 792p on Xbox One at 30 frames per second on both consoles. Well, some new-gen games offer native 1080p. Uh, Morin say... Uh, this is... Um, I think it's... Is it Jonathan Morin, I think? Yeah, Jonathan. Um, the uh, cr- I think he's the um, creative uh, director. Um, don't quote me on that. I write about so many people, I, it kind of blurs. Uh, anyway, Morin says that it's uh, much more important to deliver an amazing next-gen experience than it is to push a few more pixels onto a screen. Um, yeah, so there we go. 900p on PS4, 30 frames per second. Um, we've been here before about frame rates, I think, and I know Glenn's quite... Um, has a strong opinion about this. I, I don't give a rat's ass about frame rates and um, resolutions. They look, yes, it does look nice when you see the difference between the two. You can, you know, you can notice the difference and it looks, you know, nice and smooth and it looks pretty. But to be honest, I still play games that are, you know, from 10 years ago and I think they look great still. You know, I mean, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me whatsoever. As long as it isn't a jerky, glitchy mess at the end of the day, I'm not bothered whatsoever. Um, it's, you know, I mean, 900, 1080, you know, Whatever it's it's a it's still a great looking game. I'm sure that it will as long as like I said as long as it performs well and it isn't a glitchy mess. I don't really care. Um, I think uh, there's much more to um, be concerned about with a game than its frame rate and resolution because there's plenty of games out there which don't run at the um, kind of like the ultimate you know fi- uh, 60 frames per second 1080p and they do and they're just fine. They're still they're still great experiences. So. Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, it's good to have a confirmation, but yeah, I, I'm not really bothered about this at all. Um, Glenn, how about you? I know you're not too. Ho- you're not bothered about frame rates, are you? That much? Um, frame rate, yes. Resolution, no. Um, I don't need oh, resolution. Yeah, I don't need everything to be sixty frames per second. 
Um, 60 frames per second is, is great, but yeah. it's not a deciding factor in, oh, these are good graphics, these are bad graphics. Um, yeah. 30 frames per second is still pretty much the standard. So um, I don't see why there would be such a huge um, uproar about 30 frames per second versus 60. Um, mm-hmm. that, but yeah, if there are frame rate dips, that's a problem. See, that's part of where 60 frames per second is, is really good because it gives you a lot of extra cushion against noticeable frame rate drops. Um, which is yeah, why, very true. Which is why for some, for some things I really do like 60 frames per second. Um, that said, for resolution, this is a resolution issue more than anything. It's the difference between 1080 and 900 um, for the PS4. And really, that's not much of a difference. Listen, that's barely perceptible on a, anything but a gigantic TV screen. Um, you're not going to notice, if you put the two side by side on even a rather large um, television screen, you are not going to notice a difference between 1080p and 900p. And, and we had someone on the forums, on, not on the forums, but on the comments for a recent article saying, yeah, oh, look, that, that looks terrible. It, it looks like 900p. No, it doesn't look like 900p, okay? It, it looks terrible for some other reason. It has nothing to do with resolution. Um, that said, there have been a lot of graphical concerns with watchdogs um, because originally, back when it de- debuted in E3 2012, we saw just this stunning, gorgeous trailer. And obviously now the trailers look different, and I, I feel like they've tried to balance it out. Um, for a while, the characters, the character models looked a lot uh, softer and, and less crisp against a very crisp environment. And I feel like now that they've, they've kind of balanced that out, but the, the quality is still noticeably different. Um, but that aside... Uh, a few weeks ago, an article was published on Vandal.net, where uh, someone who had gotten the chance to play the game noticed some really sharp graphical anomalies, like um, things just kind of popping up instead of fading into view. Cars will just pop up around you, and then people will just pop up around you. Um, things like fog, Yikes. things like fog hiding things in the distance, um, rough textures and tunnels, and, and those those kinds of things are the things that I'm really concerned about for the game. Um, because the, the article had been posted three weeks ago on, on April 23rd, and the game went gold just a couple days ago, meaning they're not doing anything else with it. They're printing it, getting ready to ship it out. So what I'm concerned about is, were those three weeks enough time to correct those graphical anomalies? Because screw resolution, screw frame rate, screw all of that stuff. If that stuff is in the game, that's going to take people right out of the experience, and that's just going to make them think that this is just a low-quality game. Those things need to be fixed, period. Um, so I'm hoping within those three weeks they, they knocked all of that out. Um, but that's my graphical concern for Watch Dogs. I'm not concerned about the difference between 1080p and 900. It's just a, a silly numbers battle dreamed up by fanboys to kind of prove that, oh, this game's the best or this console's the best. Um, it's really, really not that big a deal. Yeah, I couldn't um, couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. Um, ben, how about you? Uh, I, I kind of agree, though. There is a is a difference sometimes between 720p and 1080p, but there's no huge difference between 900 and whatever p is and 1080p. To be honest, as Glenn said, unless you've got a ridiculously large TV. Yeah. Uh, but with frame rates, yes, there is. It, I can tell when a game drops below 30, so, yeah, it, 
frame rate can be an issue. Yeah. If, unless it, it's weird. I don't mind. A, I can handle a play. I like 30 frames, to be honest. But it has to be a steady 30 frames. It can't yeah. just constantly drop. No. Yeah, yeah. That's a very fair point. Okay, this uh, this is quite an interesting story. Um, it made a lot of grounds of speculation. Um, Rockstar targets March 2015 for new ex- uh, PS4 Xbox One game. Um, during a post-earnings financial call this week, Take-Two has confirmed that Rockstar Games will release a new game for PS4 and Xbox One before March 31st, 2015, fueling speculation that, Grand- that the Grand Theft Auto developer will make an appearance at E3 next month. Uh, during the call, Take-Two CEO uh, Sterell Zelnick said he is very excited about what uh, Rockstar Games have in store for next-gen systems, but didn't go into details about the new game, which could be the arrival of GTA V on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, this is a bit of a no-brain as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I had a few talks with this and my mates, and I didn't even did a feature on PSU for it. I think this is almost definitely GTA V. It's, too, it's way too soon for uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, I'm not saying that it's not in development. I, I almost certainly is. But the kind of, um, I mean, there are six years between G, uh, Red Dead Revolver and Red Dead Redemption. Those type of games, or most Rockstar games for that matter, have a very big build-up. The marketing, hype, all that kind of stuff. I really don't think that they would announce a new Red Dead and ship it out in less than a year's time. It just doesn't, I, it's just, going by history, it just doesn't make sense. Um, GTA V would make sense. It would be, it wouldn't take as much effort to port a game over. I'm, well, I, I'm not a developer, but, you know, it wouldn't be, not as if they're building a game from scratch from the ground up. It would be an easy way to, um, you know, it would be a good sell, it would definitely sell well, you know, with, um, with the new consoles and stuff. People want, a lot of people want to pay GTA V. It'd be a great experience for them, um, work for um, some good experience, um, kind of like acquainting themselves with new hardware and stuff, even though I'm sure they probably are with other games. But it's just, um, you know, it's, I hate saying, oh, it's just a quick thing because I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's not that case when you're working on it. But compared to working on a game from the ground up, it, may, it just makes sense to do a port and everything, acquaint yourself with the hardware. And, you know, let's face it, it is GTA 5. It will definitely sell well. I mean, uh, Tomb Raider has proven that, um, uh, Definitive Edition has proven that people want um, these um, kind of like next-gen ports of um, previous-gen games. And I'm sure the last, you know, we got The Last of Us coming out as well. So it's kind of, we're kind of seeing a bit of a trend there. Um, uh, aside from that, maybe a shot in the dark if Agent comes out of hiding after all this time. Now, that game has been in development presumably since... 2009 or whatever it was that's when it was announced at least and there's no one to say that um they've never said that it's not in development anymore and there's no one to say that they haven't been quietly working on it or maybe rebooting it over the last five years or so change and making it go multi-format or maybe it's still an exclusive i don't know but there's no one you know there's no reason to say that it they couldn't be working on that and they're ready to announce it so who knows that that's kind of like my shot in the dark but i reckon this is gta 5 definitely absolutely sure this is gta 5 um, how do you feel, guys? Uh, uh, ben, what do you reckon? Well, isn't it March 2015, I thought? Yeah. That's... Uh, that seems a bit too far away for GTA Five, in my opinion. Too far away? Yeah, I'm sorry, but it shouldn't take... Well, it came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, oh, well, uh, just to um, clarify, Ben, sorry, it's Mar- uh, before March 31st, 2015, so basically before the end of their next financial year, so not it won't be in March 2015, it could be any time between, well, now and then. I, I still think it's going to be Red Dead Redemption, because well, not Red Redemption, but a sequel yeah. to Red Dead series, because I, I can see them announcing it for February 2015, and then in January 2015, delay it till the end of the year. 
Well, I hope you're right because even um, even though I mentioned I think it's um, GTA Five, I would love it to be a new Red Dead because <laughs> I already just played the um, first one. Well, the second one, you know. Because but... the yeah, a lot of Rockstar games are like that, where they'll get announced and then they'll get delayed. True. Happened G- with GTA Five, didn't it? <laughs> happened with GTA Four. Happened with Red Dead. Happened with did it? I think we- Bully as well. When did um? What was uh, GTA? I, I thought. GTA 4 was delayed by about six months. All right. What about Red Dead? I didn't know that was delayed. Ah, well, that was delayed by about a month or so. I can't remember. Oh, okay. All right. You I said... know GTA 4 was delayed. You uh, said GTA Bully... What about Bully? You said that as well. Yeah. I think Bully got delayed on the Wii originally. Oh, right. Okay. I never played that. Um, if it was actually speculation, it could be a new Bully, but I don't think it will be. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be that'd be quite cool. Yeah, I, 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 I'd have a look at that because yeah. I missed the first bully. So, ditto. Um, Glenn, how about you? I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably another GTA, but I wouldn't be quick to count out Red Dead because uh, you were saying by history, usually there's more development time between the games. But um, I'd be careful with that because remember there aren't very many Red Dead games in the world just yet, so we don't yeah. really have much of a history to go on. It's not like Assassin's Creed, they've released a bunch of them, and so this is how it usually goes. Um, We've only had like a couple games. So we don't know. uh, It it could very well be Red Dead. We don't know. Um, But I think personally it's it's GTA V, just a random guess. If so, it's it's, like you said, it's going to sell very well. It's going to excite a lot of people, although it is another port. So despite everyone decrying ports, history shows that, yeah, well, guess what? Ports are working for us right now. Cool, man. Uh, well, just out of interest, um, amusement. I was talking to my friends about this, and uh, my mate Stephen, who's a uh, he's he's um he's not a, um in the games industry, but he, he's a massive gamer, and he for some reason he reckons it's GTA Six, which I said there's no way in how it would be that. <laughs> just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of amused me that so he was so sure about that because th- yeah. I think we can agree it will not be GTA Six. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Nah, nah everyone knows it's yeah. it's GTA Seven. It's oh. so big, it goes back in time and becomes GTA 6. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like a Star Wars thing. It goes out of order. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, sequels, though, and numbers, uh, Far Cry 4 has been announced for a November launch. Um, Ubisoft have confirmed that, fa- uh, confirmed that Far Cry 4 will launch on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, 360, and PC on November 21st, 2014. Uh, as previously rumoured, the game is going to be set in the Himalayas and uh, in a place called Karat, uh, which is said to be a perilous and wild region that is currently ruled by a self-appointed king. Uh, Ubisoft says in their press release, following the success of Far Cry 3, we wanted to take the franchise to the next level and create a game that would surprise players and exceed fans' expectations. Given the unique setting, we feel Far Cry 4 will stand out, uh, will stand out as a top uh, first-person shooter and we're eager to reveal more about the game in the coming months. Um, this is... Uh, uh, I expect more will be revealed at E3. Um, I wish I could talk more about these games because I know they're great, but I haven't played Far Cry. I haven't played any of the Far Cry games. I was actually thinking about picking up one of them, uh, two or three. I'm guessing everyone would say three, but I thought two because it'd be, I don't know, just an easier game to um, get into because I think three builds on a lot of stuff, but I don't know, whatever. Maybe three is the best one, but yeah. Um, I can't really comment much on this. Um, it's obviously great news for the fans. It's a massive series. Um, this has been rumoured for a long time. I remember writing a lot of um, stories about rumours about this. And the Himalaya setting is obviously um, uh, they were spot on about that. Um, I'm I don't know why I was surprised that it's coming out this year. But then again, it has been two. It, by that time, it will be two years since Far Cry Three. And uh, let's face it, that was a massive hit 
Far Cry for so it would make sense they want to release the um, follow-up sooner rather than later. I'm kind of surprised that we've got a... Um, we've had um, two new Far Cry games in the last um, couple of years, and we haven't had a new Just Cause yet as well, because that's kind of like Far Cry and Just Cause are kind of like... Um, I mean, I know they're not the same, but they're kind of that sort of, um, you know, the open world kind of shooter whole, you know, um, kind of setting and everything. So um, I, I, I know it's a different studio, obviously, but I really hope we get another Just Cause as well, because um, I think that would be good to see again. But yeah, Far Cry 4, uh, Glenn, what do you think? Well, I'm not that big an FPS guy. Um, I like myself right. a good adventure game, but... Um, I, I do like FPSs. I just, if I have a choice between an FPS and a good adventure game, I'm probably going to pick the adventure game. Um, I did get Killzone yeah. Shadowfall, played it, liked it, okay, I guess. <laughs> the story kind of ticked me off. Um, and the multiplayer did too, so I ended up selling it and getting Assassin's Creed 4. But, um, yeah, Far Cry's a big hit. Um, a, a lot of people have been anticipating Far Cry 4. And so I'm glad I'm glad it's finally coming out. Although I find it really interesting that uh, once again we have a, a new game coming out and it's doing this thing where oh we'll support the eighth generation consoles, but we'll also go back and support the seventh generation consoles. And you know that's quite the trend. I, I guess we're kind of in this limbo between new generations um, where a lot of people don't have the new consoles just yet, and a lot of people still have the old consoles. So businesses will still get a lot of sales back from those seventh generation consoles. Um, but there's, there've been a lot of concerns that, oh, well, you know, this is kind of pulling down the new generation consoles because, you know, people are still trying to compensate for the lack of power on the older generation consoles. I don't know about all of that. Um, I also don't know when we'll start seeing games just come out for the new generation consoles. Right now, I kind of like that they're supporting the old generation consoles too, because that gets more people into the game, um, while we wait. But at the same time, I'd like to see more games come out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to see you get the best experience out of this game, and that's on a new generation console. Um, so, not yet, but really soon, I think we're going to start seeing that. But in the meantime, again, I'm not a huge uh, FPS guy, but Far Cry 3 yeah. was really good. I expect Far Cry 4 to be the same. Um, so Far Cry 4 comes out very soon. Uh, get it, and let us know what you think. Yeah. Another big uh, game for the holiday. Um, ben, how about you? Oh, oh, for one thing, I find it funny that is set in the Himalayas. Like the the rumor was, so the rumor is correct, which means that you will be able to ride elephants. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe you can hunt um, the yeti as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was one of the rumors about before it got announced. <laughs> what, uh, the elephants or the yeti? <laughs> no, the elephants. Oh, right. I think I, I think I read something about yetis, but I'm not probably. Who knows with this game? To be yeah, honest. who knows? This is the same game that had you play, have listened to like sort of dubstep music while you burnt weed plants. <laughs> it was amazing, um, and your character got all high, and the screen started going all like fuzzy. Oh, um, kid! So it was a, that was oh, that was awesome. Cool. Uh, by the way, I recommend playing Far Cry Blood Dragon. That is the best Far Cry. Oh, is that the 80s kind of thing? Yeah, that's yeah. the 80s one. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Good kid. Uh, so uh, the... before, we, before we change topics, yeah. what, do, what do you think about the, the current drama, Glenn, cut with Far Cry, though? Um, <laughs> now, why, why are you pointing to me automatically? 
Well, I, I've got another <laughs> mic as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was um, it? Say that again. <laughs> I, I, so it's just the fact that Mike, I don't know if Mike even knows about it. I don't think I do. It didn't. Uh, no, it didn't ring 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 a bell for me. <laughs> yeah. See, and we talked about it on on G Chat, Glenn. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Um, I um, we haven't recorded RDGH just yet, and Dane asked yeah. specifically to be back on this RDGH. He was on the last one. He asked specifically to be back on this one because he wants to rant about that. Um, I also. All right. I also want to rant about that. Um, so check out RDGH. Um, don't rant be... too much because yeah, don't rant too much because I want it to be a teaser for RDGH. <laughs> oh, okay. fair enough. Okay, well I'll let you. <laughs> oh, that should be interesting to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, go on, go on. Let me put it yeah. this way: it's just um, it's really stupid because we know absolutely yeah. nothing about this game, and we know absolutely nothing about this character, and so. All people see, basically what, what's going on is that there's this, um, I guess, a, t- a title card or poster going around for the game that shows a guy, a white dude like a pink suit, I guess, standing over this yeah. guy who's not white. I guess he's Himalayan. Um, and basically everyone's going around saying, oh, this is so racist because the white guy's on top. And I am just baffled, absolutely baffled, because we know absolutely nothing. Like, this guy could be a terrorist come to the Himalayas and, um, you know, basically tearing their village or, or their home or their city apart. And this just could be the guy that you have to kill. And I don't understand how race comes into it. Um, also, I, I think it's just stupid because everyone who is decrying racism in this ridiculous poster is just, you know, that's racism in itself. Because basically what you're saying is, here's a white guy um, in a better position than a a non-white guy. And so, you know, white people aren't supposed to be in a better position. Is that not racist in itself? You know, we don't know anything. We don't know anything about this guy. We don't even know his name. I mean, all we know is that he's a white dude with a very questionable sense in fashion. That's all we've got, Okay. (laughs) So yeah. there is no. I mean, I'll I'll keep ranting about this on RDGH. Check out RDGH. Um, gonna go up on Wednesday. So and we'll get everyone's perspective on this ridiculousness going on right now. Uh, and I'll carry this on as well. Not about the racist part, but the other mark. Um, it is now being considered homophobic as well. Oh, really? Homophobic. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Because he is a guy in a purple shirt, therefore he is gay. He's supposedly gay. I don't know how you ben, get to this. Ben, this. No, no, you're making my rant worse. Okay, you're making my rant worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this, this, that was the main reason why I brought it up then, was not just because of the, the bit of racism. Because for some, for some that reason, has at least more, more pictures than the fact that he's in a purple shirt, therefore he's gay. For some so, reason, well, I, you, for, I I just hadn't heard that for some reason. I, I haven't been yeah. following it much, but what I'd heard was the what I'd seen was the racism. Yeah. I hadn't even seen that part. So um, yes, yeah, I was reading on Neil Gaff about you know some a load of people tweeted about the fact that it was homophobic that this purple guy was holding this tan guy down. Yeah, I was like, oh, how is that homophobic? He's oh. on top. He's the I shouldn't. Say I know. That. I shouldn't say it. Oh, what the hell? Don't <laughs> people have anything better to do? Jesus Christ. 
Okay, Ubisoft Far Cry 4 Special Edition cover should literally just be the title screen on a black piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Ubisoft, don't, <laughs> there you go. don't it, listen to this ball. Just make your game and make it how you're making it and ignore all this drama. Please. Please. Just yeah. please. Yeah. So stupid. And to... Um... And to, uh, let's um, take Glenn's advice and ignore the drama and move on. <laughs> uh, last uh, news post. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, Naughty Dog currently developing two brand new experiences. Uh, this is written by Adam. Um, Naughty Dog, the intrepid minds behind smash hits such as the Uncharted series and most recently the 2013 tension-filled zombie apocalypse, The Last of Us, are said to be working on two brand new experiences. This is um, quite intriguing. Um, this was uh, uh, during an interview with Edge magazine with uh, creative director Neil Druckmann. Um, he was uh, speaking about the uh, Last of Us port for um, PlayStation 4. Uh, he's saying, we're working on this re-release, but at the same time, we're working on two other brand new experiences. Uh, no other details on what exactly Druckmann was referring to were forthcoming, nor was the Naughty Dog head honcho pressed for any more concrete information, as it seems the admission was made offhand during the discussion of, developers, of the developer's first PS4 release. Uh, this is for news to me. I mean, I don't think they mentioned this before. I mean, we've got, um, obviously, we've got The Last of Us Remastered. Uh, two new experiences. Obviously, one of them must be Uncharted 4 and another one. So, wow, that's interesting. I mean, this is Naughty Dog, guys. Um, I would like to say The Last of Us 2, but I have no idea where they stand on that. Or it could be an entirely new IP. Or maybe there's a chance that Jack, Jack, um, Jack and Daxter might be coming back. So, there's a few options there. But um, at the moment... It's easy to speculate, I guess, but at the moment, I'm just intrigued about what they're talking about. I mean, Uncharted 4 alone, I have no, not that, The Last of Us Remastered alone has got me excited, never mind Uncharted 4 and now this mystery game. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I, I doubt we were probably here on anything this for a while, and if it was an off comment, we may, I'm not sure if he, he actually mentioned, uh, meant to actually uh, mention that, but um, yeah, um, this has definitely got me excited. I just hope it's going to be something... Um, well, I wouldn't mind a new IP, actually. I honestly wouldn't mind a new IP. I mean, look how great The Last of Us was, but part of me, the, the guy, the sequel guy in me wants a follow-up to The Last of Us 2, but yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Um, ben, uh, what do you think this could be? And well, what do you think about it? I already think it's going to be a Last of Us sequel. Really? Because, well, it would explain why they're porting Last of Us onto the PS4, so people got no, you know, people yeah. didn't have a chance to play on the PS3 because they, they left the generation... Just before the PS4 was read, yeah, it was out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They've also said it was a learning experience for them on PS4 as well, which I suppose is. Um, uh, but yeah, I suppose there are more um, implications. It's going to be called Last of Us Together. <laughs> Together. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right. Not about the name necessarily, but I hope you're right about the sequel. <laughs> uh, you don't reckon it'd be Jack and Daxter then? Uh, no, but it'd be nice to have Jack and Daxter for ever. <laughs> yeah, there Very good, very good. Ben's here all week, people. Yeah. <laughs> Try I the bet, caveat, I bet brilliant. <laughs> Insomnia consulted you when they made Ratchet and Clank all for one, didn't they? <laughs> I, I, bet, I, I hear some chili in there. I hear a little bit of chili in that title. Actually, to be honest, there is a bit of a dialogue with me and... Oh, what's his name? Oh. Who's the owner of uh, is um, Insomniacs again? Uh, I got Price. a little chat where he, there's uh, yeah, so, yeah, chat between me and him at one that point. Really? Uh, oh. Basically, he was, they were doing a charity stream, and I joked saying you should 
you should add a character called Chili in the future in one of your games. And he said, okay. And nothing ever happened. Watch them, watch, <laughs> them have, watch them have put Chili in Sunset Overdrive over on Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would it be a main character as well? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll gla- uh, uh, sorry. What were you going to say, Ben? Uh, I'd, I'd have to buy an Xbox One then. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, just for the chili character, um, Ben, what do you make of this uh, Last of? Uh, sorry, not Last of Us. Uh, Naughty Dogs Two brand new experiences. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think you mean Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I say? Did I say Ben? You did. <laughs> Oh crap, Glenn, Ben, they sound the same. Sorry. I'm Glenn, le- sorry. I'm, I'm leaving Glenn. that in there, by the way. I'm leaving that in there. Um, I hope you do. <laughs> the, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be the video game studio whisperer and pretend to understand exactly what brand new experiences means. But when I hear that, my mind thinks new IP. Because um, to me, that's yeah. a that's a brand new experience. Uncharted, you know, I've been playing Uncharted since Uncharted 2, Uncharted 1. That's not a brand new experience. A brand new experience is a new IP, something I've never played or seen before. And um, it, could, it could be another installment of Last of Us or Uncharted, you know. But um, what makes me wonder is that just Naughty Dog isn't that big like it's a big studio enough for two teams to work on two games at the same time but i don't know if it's enough for four games so let's just say that i think a new ip could be part of this and if it is you know that's a risk for naughty dog um a lot of people have huge faith in naughty dog it's considered like legendary status studio because of huge success with not only one game but two lightning has struck twice for this uh studio and so basically people are going to expect, if they do do a new IP, people are going to expect another lightning strike with whatever they release. And if it's not a lightning strike, I don't know what that'll do to their image. Um, But they can't stick with two IPs forever. Um, Eventually they have to grow. So if this is a new IP, I am excited because Naughty Dog has been my favorite game studio for a while, or or one of my favorites. Um, I'm not sure how it ranks with all my other favorites. But pretty high up there. And so if if this is a new IP, bring it on, Naughty Dog. I can't wait. Um, even if it isn't, I haven't been able to, to get my hands on Last of Us yet. I'm looking forward to doing that on PS4 when it releases. Um, Uncharted, I'm a huge fan. Once, oh, man. W- once again, I hope that it's not a prequel, Uncharted. Um, but I, even if it is, I'm going to get it because I love Uncharted. So yeah, wh- whatever Naughty Dog's cooking, I would like a taste. And I can't wait to see what it is. Nicely said. Yeah, nicely said. Just to pick up on that, you said you haven't played The Last of Us yet. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. I've um, said it was an awesome game but wow. before, but that's because I've been looking at like trailers and, and gameplay and stuff. But the yeah. thing is... Dude, when, you're in for a... Uh, well, yeah, when it came out... I was just going to say, you're in for a, a great time. When it came out, my roommate up in college was like, yeah, this game looks awesome. I want to get it. I'm like, what's it about? He's like, it's about zombies, and it's like a survival survival horror type thing, and I'm, immediately I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know, I, I've been tired of the whole zombie thing for a yeah. while. I don't care about zombies or any of that stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm not a big horror person. I'm just not. So I was just kind of like, eh, Last of Us. But, you know, then it, I've been hearing so much about it. It's been such a, such a good game. Everyone's saying this game looks awesome. 
I've seen some gameplay. It is awesome. Like I can say after seeing the gameplay it, and then some of the story bits that I've seen, yeah, this is an awesome game. So I'm excited about finally getting yeah. my hands on it. Awesome, man. You, you're having a blast, seriously. I, I'd like to be you now and not having, not having played it before. I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick it up and I've played it already, but I haven't, yeah. I've only played it once when I got it, so it's been nearly a year. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to go for it again. You'll, you will fucking love it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. Even, <laughs> you even, really will. Even with um, the zombies and the survival horror thing, I'll love it. Uh, yeah, okay. It's... um. Well, I, I don't know what um, I don't know what your um, mates have intended, but they're not zombies in the traditional sense. So they're not they they are they're like zombies, but they're not. They are definitely they're, they're definitely unique. Don't think it's like shambling, you know, Resident Evil type zombies. They're, 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 they've got their own spin on them. So don't worry too much about that. And okay. in terms of a survival, in terms of a survival horror thing, it's definitely um, it's not a traditionally scary game in that sense. It's hard to describe. It's um, more survival horror in the sense that. Um, it's kind of like it's more focused on like managing your items more, which is a component of survival horror. But it's not like you know zombie dogs jumping through windows and like you know Silent Hillish psychological scares and that kind of thing. It's just very focused on strategy and managing you managing your supplies, knowing what to use, when to use it, and what to what to hoard and all that kind of stuff. So it's um you you can apply that to many games. So don't think yeah it's not it's not um your average cookie cutter zombie Resident Evil game. Okay, so definitely don't be put off by that. Okay, um, I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah, good man. Um, yeah, and be sure to let me know what it's like. Um, um, right. Okay, let's move on now, guys, to some stats in our um kind of like uh. Well, we say topic of the week, but it's just like a, a new story. Uh, kind of just thing. one, just one quick thing before we change, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it, man. Go uh, on. There's rumours going around right now that there's actually going to be a, a small update with the PlayStation Four that's going to increase its, um, well, performance by a little bit. But it's going to be done by the, uh, I suppose it's being done by the team behind, yeah, the Ice Team, which is the team that's made of Gorilla Games, Naughty right. Dog. A few other the mates, Santa Monica, a few of the major stories make Team Ice. Uh, supposing right. there's going to be a slight performance upgrade with the PS4, and we'll see it with Uncharted at E3 this year. Wow. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Well, so, there's been a lot of E3 rumors going around, actually. I reckon most of them are too good to be true. I think there was that one that leaked last week or something. Is um, oh, I think they said that Uncharted 4 will get a stage demo, and it's going to be your switch between Sir Francis Drake and Nate, so it's a prequel and a sequel. There would be um, The Last Guardian would be there, which would be for PS4 and a winter release date. Media Molecule's new game for Morpheus will be there. Um, Guerrilla Games' new... Um, was it Guerrilla? Yeah, Guerrilla Games' new IP. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, yeah, GT, um, a GT6 uh, port for a PS4, which should be kind of like um, in the GT7 prologue mold. Uh, and just a bunch of other stuff as well. I think Siphon, Sony Bend, I think, were meant to be working on a Siphon Filter um, reboot or something. So, yeah, I mean, it sounded great, but I had, I have no idea how was, accurate that is. Was this the Dual Shockers one? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because whenever there's a big thing like this, obviously whoever leaked it's going to want to stay anonymous. But when you have something yeah. like this that's so big and so specific and so kind of, out there, like especially the last Guardian, like we've been waiting years for that. I don't think anyone it could come soon, but I don't think anyone really believes it's coming soon. I don't know, like yeah, and, and especially when you have something saying, "Oh, an anonymous source gave us this list," and it's like, okay, yeah, like, it, it's a little iffy. 
I'm I'm not I'm yeah. nothing against dual shockers. I'm not you know this isn't a shot at their credibility or anything, but I I don't believe this list very much. No, I, I take all this with a pinch of salt because when I all the other years has been stuff and they turned out to be a load of bollocks as well. So yeah, I'm not going to really read too much into that. But yeah, um, but one of the major stories this week, and this is kind of like I said, our focus um, story for today. Uh, today's podcast um, is Sony uh, suffers $1.25 billion quarter four loss. Uh, costly PS4 launch partly to blame. This is, of course, Sony's latest financial results uh, for quarter four, which ended on uh, March, of 30, again, March of 31st, 2014. Uh, electronics manufacturer recorded a loss of $1.25 billion for the financial year ended March 31st, 2014. The previous year, uh, Sony pulled in an income of 41.5 billion yen, which is roughly $406 million. Um, however, um, despite this, um, net sales spiked to uh, 7,776 billion yen, which is $75.4 million, an increase of 4.3%, uh, which Sony attributed to the launch of its uh, latest home console, PS4, as well as increased sales of smartphones. Um, yeah, uh, we've got some interesting stats here, actually. Uh, in terms of hardware and everything, of course, the uh, well, uh, why I said you know the um, net sales spike to have a PS4 launch. Obviously, it's a, co- a, lo- a launch in any console is a um, it's a costly thing. Uh, the um, that kind of like pulled the um, the, the numbers down um, and, contrib- and con- contributed to an 8.1 billion yen operating loss in the game division. Uh, also, in terms of hardware. Um, Sony uh, sold 3.7 million PS4, PS3, and PS2 hardware units, uh, which was a noticeable, noticeable increase over the same period last year when it was uh, 3.4 million. Um, it's interesting to note on the handhelds, uh, though, uh, they moved uh, combined PSP and PS Vita units of 700,000. This was down, sorry, and PS Vita TV. This was down uh, from um, 1.3 million sales of uh, previous year. Uh, but they did sell a massive 91 million software units spanning all formats uh, during the financial quarter. Um, that's some pretty damn impressive numbers. Um, it's interesting when you look at the figures because they still don't give um, they still don't give exact figures for the PlayStation Vita. They always combine them with PSP, um, which is interesting. Um, I'm not sure what that says. Maybe it's because they're so <laughs> they're, they're not particularly strong. They don't really want to split them up or whatever. But it's interesting that P- PSP seems to be selling. But it makes it makes you wonder. I like I love to see a breakdown on how much PSP is selling to PS Vita because the fact they're combining them still it does make you wonder. But it definitely seems that handheld sales are stalling. Obviously, PS4 has been doing very well. Um, but it's interesting with this. Um, kind of like combining two stories here. Um, in terms of the um performance and everything that um there was an analyst that predicted actually um that microsoft and the xbox one uh is going to outsell ps4 in the u.s by 2015 uh, this is a uh this is in light of the new um xbox um one SKU with um which doesn't feature the connect which is obviously uh which was um part and parcel of the xbox one experience uh, since launch but they're selling that separate now so that brings the price down obviously and this um, the, the, these um, various um, analysts reckon because of this, as well as other factors, that it's going to outstrip uh, US um, PS4 sales. Um, PS4 is currently two million ahead of the Xbox One worldwide, uh, seven to five um, respect, uh, units respectively. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. But um, yeah, um, Sony, um, it's um, actually Sony's fourth annual loss in five years. Um, they've got um, obviously CADS. CADS Horizon is now the um, 
CEO of Sony, and it's his job to um, bring them back into um, profit, uh, profitability. Um, it's quite a hard, obviously quite a difficult job, and they have been having a, a pretty hard time of it lately. Um, but I think um, next gen um, is definitely um, uh, it's not a case of like, oh, you know, the age of kind of like consoles are over now, and they're not going to sell as well because of smartphones and all this. You know, they're still sending strong, and PS4 has been doing fantastic. I mean, that definitely shows his life in the kind of like the old um, hardware model and stuff. But um, it's it's kind of disappointing to see. I'm, I'm always disappointed to read hard, um, handheld sales. I would love to see Vita pick up and everything, but um, I don't really know what's going to happen with that. It's the, um, again, it's the, um, the software issue, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, 1.25 billion, that's, um, that's quite meaty, that is. But um, I'm hoping, um, think, hoping things will pick up from soon. But um, guys, um, building on the... Um, but the uh, other story I just mentioned there as well, especially what um do you, what do you make of um analysts saying that PS4 is going to be um outsold by Xbox One by next year? What do you make of that, um, Glenn? Do you reckon it's a possibility? Um, you know, yes and no. Really, I don't think that this analyst is doing the math quite right. Because I mean, yeah. um, take a look at these two companies right now. We have PS4 selling uh, by now. It's probably like seven point five million units. And we have no idea yeah. how much Xbox One has sold. All we know is that it has moved 5 million units. So its actual sales are somewhere in the 4 millions, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, is that shipped? Yeah, yeah shipped versus One, is that shipped? So let's, oh, let's, right. let's say they're at 4.5. We have 3 million, uh, a 3 million sales difference between the Xbox One and the PS4. Um, and yes, that's worldwide. But if you think about it, most of the sales for these gaming consoles come from North America and from, um, from, from like the United States and from mostly the UK and countries like Germany and, and the bigger countries, they tend to have sales like that. So a good chunk of these sales are probably coming from the US. He targeted the US in saying that Xbox One um, would outsell the PS4. Um, for April, Xbox One sold 115,000 units, according to NPD. Sony did not release uh, specific sales numbers for the PS4, uh, which doesn't concern me because they don't usually do that. They don't usually release... No, if I hadn't have done... They, they don't, they, they're usually really tight-lipped about what they sell month to month, but they will say yeah. overall, this is what we sold. Like they, they just don't do that, so I'm not really concerned about that. So um, a, a lot of these sales are coming from the U.S., so that means that if Xbox One is significantly behind in all these markets, it's probably pretty significantly behind in the U.S. as well. Um, even counting the fact that the U.S. isn't the Xbox One's biggest market, it's still probably behind by a significant amount. So to say that now that the SKU has dropped, it's going to not only make up the gap between its current sales and the PS4's current sales, but to catch up at the same time to keep that gap from getting longer by next year... I don't know, you know, it's it's a possibility, but right now we're looking at a console that is stronger, um, technically speaking, and whose features are yeah. all gamer focused, and who has a history of coming out with, um, with a, a history of having a very strong lineup of exclusive games, versus a console with features that are not necessarily gamer focused, um, that is technically weaker, um, that has a poorer public image. Um, that it is doing a good job of slowly overcoming, but still has a pretty poor public image overall. 
um, just because it knocked out the camera and you have the connect uh, gone. I, I don't think so. You know, that doesn't sound right to me. Um, a lot of people jumped ship over to uh, the PS4 when Microsoft stuck its foot down its throat at E3 last year. And so... You, you, you have a lot of people who are experiencing PlayStation 4, and some people miss Microsoft, the Xbox One, and some people like the PS4 more now, and, and that's fine. But you're, you're not going to win all of that back just by make, getting, the thing, getting rid of uh, peripheral and making the thing a little bit cheaper. You know, you have a lot more work to do um, when it comes to getting over this public image and making this thing more valuable to cut to consumers. You have a lot more work to do than just making it cheaper. So um, you, you have to make it more powerful. You, you have to uh, secure good content for it. And, you know, it, it has decent content so far. It's, it's been doing well with that. But, you know, again, Xbox One doesn't have as many studios as um, Sony does. So how long are they going to continue purchasing exclusivity before it gets too expensive? You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of different factors that has the um, Xbox One behind right now, and so this isn't. I don't think that this is enough to make it overcome that so quickly. I think this analyst is jumping to conclusions a little bit. Um, but that said, Xbox One is doing well um, despite its lag in sales. Moving five million units in just five or six months—that's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> it's, yeah. It just happens to be behind. Um, the the competition, 7.5 million units sold in consumers' hands is definitely <laughs> huge. So, um, But the Xbox One is not by any means doing badly. I, I am a little concerned because they don't seem to know what's going on. Um, by, rec by a recent article, they seem to believe that uh, launching in extra markets alone is going to push the Xbox over the top. Um, because they say that Sony's launched in 40 markets. How many markets is Sony in? Because I keep hearing different numbers. I've heard 13 more, I've heard 40 more, I've heard 79. Uh, but either way, um, Xbox was going to launch in all of these markets, but decided not to. Yeah. Because after they realized, oh, we stuck our foot down our throat at E3, they said, okay, we're not in a good position right now. Let's uh, skip some. Let's postpone launching in our lesser markets for now, and focus on getting consumers in our greater markets, which is a smart business move, um, in my opinion. So, but these were their lesser markets. Uh, these were the markets where Xbox kind of sucks in. So, um, and I'm not saying PS4 rules in them, but PS4 is definitely a little bigger in those markets than is Xbox. So I don't think that launching in those markets either, launching in their worst markets, is going to make up for the 3 million gap in sales and stop the gap from getting bigger to take over the PS4 anytime soon. Um, again, it, it, it's going to take a lot more work. There is no one simple solution to getting the Xbox One past or on parity with the PS4. There's a lot of work that needs to happen. A lot of changes need to happen. And you have to beat public perception, which is a very, very, very tough animal to beat. So um, Microsoft has its work cut out for it, but these will... I, this is my bet. These will not get it past the PS4 by 2015 or perhaps by 2016. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But by my own judgment and by looking at the facts of what's going on right now, I don't think that this is going to be enough. Cool, man. That was interesting to hear. Nicely said. Um, and of course, um, 
it's going to be um, E3 is going to be equally important as well to see what they've got coming up and everything because people are going to be looking at each console and saying, well, you know, PS4 has these great exclusives coming out or Xbox One has these great exclusives coming out. They've got this, they've got that. So that's obviously going to affect um, what console they're going to be purchasing as well. So sure. that's going to be key in um, going forward. Um, uh, ben, um, how do you feel about um, the ex- um, this uh, analyst prediction and everything we've been talking about? Well, I'm not going to add much because Glenn covered a lot of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I want to say the fact that um, the, the Xbox One was already at the same price as this new cut price in a lot of stores already. Um, you could get an Xbox One for £360 with Titanfall and the camera. Well, this All new right. price is £350 without the camera and no game. Oh, so wow. how, how well it's actually going to affect the UK market, I'm going to be very surprised if it does any sort of impact at all. Um, so we might even see it drop down to £300 very fast. Again, yeah. I, I can't say anything about the American market because I don't know much about that. But yeah, for the UK alone, I think it's going to be it's going to go down. I don't think it's going to do much here. In America, I think it'll increase a few sales. Yeah, well, Xbox has always been strong in America. And the UK. Yeah. UK, UK and US have been the Amer- uh, Xbox best target regions. I always thought Sony were bigger in the UK. I could have sworn no. they were. No, Sony was better in Europe. Mainland Europe, all right, yeah. Mainland Europe, but UK was Xbox land. Really? I'm really surprised at that. I really am. I always thought PlayStation was much bigger. I'm probably thinking of a PS2 era and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, uh, right now, the PS4 but, is huge in both places. Yeah. Yeah. So, to be yeah. fair, Microsoft and Sony, you could be Nintendo right now. So, when you feel down, just just, just think about that. <laughs> oh, Nintendo, yeah. I, uh, to, be, to be fair, I, uh, there's a lot of games out on Wii U that I want to get. I would buy a Wii U for some of the games coming out. When Zelda comes out, I'd probably buy it. Um, I'm not. If I had the money, I would have ordered a Wii U yesterday because mm. uh, a, a certain website had a fire sale on Wii U. All right. And you got new Super Mario Brothers Wii U yeah. and a basic Wii U for £110. Wow. What, is that new? Yeah, new. Christ, that is bloody good. That is good. How, really how good. much is the Wii U anyway, like standard these days? What's, I, think, I think, the, think it's about 150 isn't it? All right. Well, in the US, it's $300. Yeah. Um, for the deluxe, for the deluxe anyway. The, the deluxe one. Yeah. But that's the one I'd get yeah, anyway. I I want the uh, one with more space on it. And to be fair, the deluxe one, you also get that discount if you purchase digital. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, yeah. If you purchase digital tiles, yeah, I think it's 20% back in anything you purchase. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm keeping an eye on that. I'm not really into um, interested in much on Xbox One right now. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy any games on it, but... But it's just, you know, it, you know, obviously you've got your third-party games that are on both and it's just the exclusives that separate. And right now Sony has got more exclusives, simple as that, I want. And um, obviously, it has, you know, I work on a PlayStation site, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, if that rumoured collection is true, that's going to be announced at E3, um, chances are I'm going to be buying an Xbox One by the end of the year. What? What's that? Uh, there's a rumour that there's going to be a Master Chief collection where you've oh, got ha- Halo, Halo yeah. 1, 2, and 3, and 4. Now, Xbox One. Now, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I would be very tempted to get that because I yeah. have only Halo 1 and a bit of 2, and I really enjoyed them. And um, 
I just, for some reason, I hadn't. Um, Halo 2 kept crashing on my Xbox 360. I don't know what happened, and that just killed the um, interest for me, to be honest. And I just moved on to other stuff. But I would, to- I would love to buy, play a HD collection of all of those games because I do like. I'm not a massive, massive first-person shooter fan, but the ones I like, I really like, and I did like Halo. So yeah, I'm there's pretty... a rumor there's a uh, Master Chief collection at the end of the year yeah. with a Halo Five beta. Oh wow! I presumably that is Xbox One. Wouldn't it be Xbox yeah, One? Yeah, that'd be Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. More money spent. Um, <laughs> and by then, maybe we'll get a free Xbox One in our box of cereal. All right. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'm just joking. How, how <laughs> the price keeps dropping. Yeah. You know, um, I was just actually thinking, and this is this is kind of this is what makes podcasts good. I think when it's it's more organic, I kind of like think sometimes it'd just be good with our topic of the week thing. We just kind of like just go in, and just chew the fat, you know, about any old shit. Because it's more interesting that way, you know. Here's me, you know, talking, you know, divulging all these figures and stuff, being all business-like and everything about oh, Sony financials and all this and stuff. And it feels kind of like I don't know. It's it's cool to you know find out where they are and stuff. But I just like it when we just talk about like, like that when we just went off talking about Wii U and talking about the uh, Xbox One. It's just you know, it's good to just have a segment. I think where we just chat about whatever's on our mind. Actually, sounds like um, sounds like Mr. Mike would like to join the RDGH crew. Because <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's like, literally all we do. Yeah. We just talk about yeah. games. Yeah. In fact, I not to be fair in, though. In fact, that's yeah. just what derailed was. Is it really? Just <laughs> what? Yeah. Podcast yeah. derailed. Our old not, podcast on PSU. Um, well, no, we, we always had a structure. We always did have a structure, but I think maybe it was a bit looser, and I think that's what I'd like to do. Because to be honest with you guys, I actually find it, and I'm talking to the, the listeners as well, I actually find it quite hard to come up with a topic of a week every time because it's not always about something that I can I know a lot about. I mean, if we were like talking about survival horror games, for example, or, um, I don't know, War Thunder or whatever, then, yeah, sure, that would be easy. I could talk for ages. But, you know, when it, you know, you just have to pull something out of the hat and think, oh, God, you know, what's big here? And it's like the financials or whatever it's just yeah okay you know we can build something on that but yeah i, I think it'd be just better just to just chat about anything really i mean it doesn't have to be all you know we, it doesn't matter if we go off about other consoles as well now and then i think it'd be much i think it'd be good to have a, a looser um uh a pat kind of like time just to speak about that kind of stuff I, I i'd enjoy it i mean i don't know about you guys but i think it'd be quite fun well, what do our um, listeners think? Yeah. You should, uh, if, if you're listening to this, you should yeah. <laughs> um, you should weigh in on Twitter. Follow us at psu.com, p-s-u-d-o-t-c-o-m, yeah. and tell us what you think. Uh, we have RDGH where we talk about this too, but would you like to yeah. hear some more, uh, some more just kind of general chat about gaming from PlayStation yeah. Unchained? Let us know. Head to PSU. Uh, Excuse me, head to yeah, head to PSU, but also tweet us at psu.com on Twitter and tell us what you think. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, very nicely said. Well, moving on now, guys, to some reviews. Um, actually, it's funny. One just went up about um, seven hours ago. Oh, I thought it was seven minutes. No, seven <laughs> hours ago. But one went up today. Um, we got the Borderlands 2 one. But yeah, we'll start um, Monday was 12th. So we'll start with the first one of the week, which is Bound by Flame PS4 review by Mr. Timothy Nunes. Uh, he gave us a 7.5 and summarized. Ooh. What's wrong? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> it's like... All I heard there was Timothy News. Right off the gate, Bound by Flame features a combat and leveling system that shines among the competition and the craft 
consistent side to keep uh, to the game gives RPG fans more than enough to keep them playing. The narrative seems drop, sees a drop in overall quality, but it's given enough to exactly what the developers what developer Spiders has given gamers with its gameplay elements. Future is by for Bound by Flame. Uh, that was a um, 7.5. Uh, he liked the stellar responsive combat, the tantalizing leveling system, and the well-executed uh, uh, inspirations. However, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing at this way he described this. Off-putting voice acting, last-gen facial anim- animation, um, sorry, last-gen facial movement, and limited and idiotic AI. <laughs> I love how he puts that. Oh, I just, there's so many games that seem to have crap AI these days. Whenever you look at the negatives on the game, it's amazing. It really, really breaks the game. It does bad AI. So much fun. Um, uh, when they're running into walls and shit like that. Um, I, um, I, I am played um, Bound by Flame. Have you guys played it at all? Yeah. Oh, yes. All oh, right. Uh, what was the? You sounded a bit hesitant there. Did yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, it's a game. It's very frustrating. Uh, oh, okay. I, I would give it a four. Oh shit! Ooh. Okay, <laughs> crash opinions there. Wow. Uh, yeah, actually, after seven point five is one of the highest I've seen. Um, this is a high score though. This was nine point five for Child of Light, a work of art come to life. Uh, this is written by, by Gary, a Russian comrade. Gary, best Russian. Yes, <laughs> we, we KGB not have to write. Um, he summarizes: Child of Light is a game that should not be missed, especially by RPG fans. If someone asked me to give them an example of why video games are considered art, Child of Light would be that game. Child of Light is easily an early contender for Game of the Year. Wow, awesome. Um, he's, he liked the uh, outstanding art design, the breathtaking orchestra score, and the fun and changing battle system. However, he disliked the verse and rhyme stories that it may not be for everyone, and that, uh, the unforgiving combat before the end. Um, there's been actually quite, this has been quite a polarizing game. I've actually seen some, a few low ones, like OPM UK gave it a 6, but I've seen some high scores as well. I think some sites have given it a 10. I'm sure I saw a 10 out there, but there a lot, you know, there's been quite a lot of nines, so uh, that was uh, 9.5 um, by Gary for Child of Light. Um, guys, have you played this game at all? I, I certainly haven't. I have not either, but I've been hearing have... a lot of good stuff. Sorry, man. <laughs> I haven't, uh, but I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Um, I'm interested in it. Uh, it sounds like a good game. All right. Yeah, it does. It sounds quite interesting. Ben, were you going to say something just then? I haven't really played it yet. I've got it. I've got the collector's edition, in fact. Oh, wicked. What does that come with? An art book, some DLC, a light light up key ring, and oh, what was it else? That, yeah, that was it really. All right. It was in a fancy box as well. Nice. And heads up, anyone who buys the code in the store or on Amazon, yeah. And I'm not sure actually in the download on PSN, but it's cross buy for Europe only. Oh, okay, fair enough. So if you buy it on the PS4, you'll get a PS3 version also in Europe, but on in America it's sold separately. Bummer. Okay. Um, well, we get the um, for once we don't get the short end of the stick. Um, well, um, okay. FIFA World Cup Brazil review: a brief glimpse into the game of soccer. This was a game by Timothy Nunes, and he uh, he's got a, he's reviewing the game after this as well. So it's been a busy uh, week for Tim. Uh, he summarizes. Um, FIFA World Cup 2014 has enough for both newcomers and veterans alike, but the appeal is embedded so deeply into the World Cup playoffs that it won't appeal. Part R, that the appeal won't last past the actual soccer season. It features great gameplay and a fair amount of modes at a discounted price, and the overall presentation makes other sport franchises look childish at best. Nonetheless, the strength of FIFA World Cup Brazil is in its cashing in on the World Cup itself rather than in the sport, resulting in a good start and a bad finish. Um, but they uh, they usually do this every World Cup, don't they? Release a tie in. I think I remember FIFA um, two thousand and ten. 
World Cup. Um, geez, uh, when does the World Cup actually start? It must be soon now, surely. Is it? Is it June it starts? Anyone know? I am not sure. I don't really follow it that much. <laughs> no, neither do I. Ben, any idea? Uh, well, you know, me and football, oh, oh. Oh, it's, it starts at the great, or, oh, you know, it starts at the when, the thing, the thing, the World Cup starts at the... Um, I'm not rambling on so I can Google it. That's not for certain. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, to be honest, I, I have no idea if you like football or not, to be honest. So you're, you're like me. You don't really follow it then. Um, uh, it starts Thursday, June 12th and ends Sunday, July 13th. Oh, cheers. Thanks. And all, we're probably going to lose again as usual. All I know is there was a lot of controversy over it because of where it is this year. Uh, yeah. It's going to be the matches are going to be very late our time. And a lot of the pubs are going to be closed when the matches are on. So there's been a lot of controversy about pubs wanting to be open later. Oh, yeah. So everyone can get pissed and watch the footy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Classic English pastime. Um, Not me, of course. Um, (laughs) um, Okay. uh, Back to Tim's review. He likes the appealing control schemes, uh, the top-notch commentation, uh, pristine gameplay. However, he disliked the limited game mode longevity, mixed bag for newcomers, and... Miss, uh, missing from PS. Oh, it's missing from the PS4 game roster. I'm guessing that's another word for saying he's, it's not on PS4. I didn't realise that. Um, yeah, that was World Cup. Um, yeah, the World Cup game is exclusive to PS3 and Xbox 360. Wow, that's weird. there is no next gen ports. Very, very odd. Very odd. Um, now, last but not least, is um, again from Tim. Borderlands 2 PS Vita review. Uh, one step forward, two steps back. Uh, unfortunately, this got a 6.5. Um, uh, he summarizes, this is, this is by all technicalities a working version of Borderlands 2 and PlayStation Vita. But the dip in frame rate and the formatting miscues keep this game from bumping elbows with the best that PSV has to offer. Though it's missing a great deal of content, at least gamers can transfer the saves and still play this one with a friend. He likes uh, the mission-based gameplay superb in portable form. Uh, fully customizable controls and the cross save appeals to veterans and casuals like how we dislike the consistency of their frame rate, the fact that co op is limited to two players, as you pointed out, Ben, to me, um, and the fact it's missing a myriad of available content. Um, I heard about this, um, uh, there's been quite a few um, middling reviews on this, pretty much for the reasons he outlined. Um, I know, Ben, you were disappointed about the co op being halved, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah. Also, um, about the content that's missing. Yeah. They said that if it does sell well enough, they will think about pulling it over. Okay. Why didn't they just include it out of the gate, though? Because Sony has funded the port. Oh, right, I see. Not, so, com- not covering up enough dough, then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, well, I haven't played Borderlands at all, so I can't comment on this. Glenn, have you played um, Have you played the Vita version or the original version? I have not, actually. Um, well, no, that's a lie. I played a little bit with one of my college roommates. He was really into Borderlands. Uh, that was when it first came out. I'd like to get the Vita uh-huh. version, but there are, is there's like a bunch of stuff on my to-buy list, and I don't have a lot of <laughs> money. So it's gonna, it's, it'll yeah. be a little while, but I'll, I'll get it eventually. I know the feeling, mate. Um, cool. Uh, ben, are you still going to buy this at all on Vita or not? Uh, I can't really afford it right now, so no, probably not. Cool. Okay. Um, Sorry, carry on. Well, with Watch Dogs the week after, I decided, you know, I'll just wait for that. Yeah. Are you getting the, um, are you getting still getting that really cool, swanky edition of Watch Dogs at all that you mentioned? Well, I have both the expensive editions on order, so I don't know which one I'm going to go for. 
Wow, awesome, man. Uh, well, just quickly, um, what, what what one comes? What does one offer that the other one doesn't? Because I know there's a few differences. Uh, well, there's like six different versions. Oh, sh- oh, Christ! Yeah, is it? Doesn't one come with a a, mas- a, a beanie hat or something, or like a, a balaclava? Yeah, that's the Vigilante edition. That comes oh. with a balaclava and yeah. a hat. Um, and then the Dead Sect edition comes with a map and a statue. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was a statue or not. Cool. Yeah. So I can't decide if I want to get the balaclava or the statue. I don't really need more statues. I kind of want the hat and that. Cool. So I might go for that instead. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Well, that's reviews, guys. Uh, now we move on to what we've been playing. Um, as usual, because I've been obviously uh, taking the reins of a podcast, so I'm going to have a little break and um, pass it over to the rest of the guys. So we'll start with, um, I think we'll start with Ben um, this week, because you're back. Um, ben, what have you been playing, as if we need to guess? <laughs> um, I've actually been playing a bit of Warframe earlier this week. Oh, right. Uh, the new update came out recently, and they've added a lot of new stuff, like the new melee system. So yeah. that was that's quite cool. I like the new new melee system. It's a lot of fun. Um, and they've added a new Warframe, which I don't have yet. I'm, I'm still working on that. Cool, uh, cool. Apart from that, Pharmacy 40, to be honest. Oh. Uh, well, apart from Fantasy Fourteen, uh, we got our house at last on the game. Yeah, uh, my item levels now at ninety, which is pretty good. Which a lot of people won't understand what that means, but it means that I'm pretty high level now. Uh, and I've been playing a bit of Crash Bandicoot Three actually recently on the Vita. Oh, wicked! That's a nice. Um, yeah, that was a surprise. I don't hear you play many PS One classics actually. I was. Reading the whole behind-the-scenes thing about how they got Crash Bandicoot working on the PS1 and how, yeah. how what they had to do to get it working and how, how much effort it just made me want to play it again. Oh, great. Like, the reason why a lot of the original PS1s crashed and, you know, the disk drives that a lot of PlayStation 1s died out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was because the Crash Bandicoot 1 was actually af- asking for more data than the actual disk drive is supposed to handle. Oh, I see, okay. It was supposed to give 70,000 bits of data, I think it's per second or something like that, And then, but the actual Crash Bandicoot game was actually asking for 140,000. Yeah. So it kept burning the laser out. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's just amazing what they did. They, they went so far into the actual um, coding of the system that Sony themselves couldn't actually redo it themselves. And they broke quite a few rules to do it. So it's quite funny, the fact that we may never have seen Crash if Sony had been strict back then. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you're still enjoying Final Fantasy XIV? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. It's like uh, The next update should be next month. In fact, there's going to be a live later in seven days where they're going to talk about some of the new updates. Yeah. They're adding uh, more storyline, more Ramu, uh, they're Ramu more storyline. Play, uh, personal housings, um, more add-on to Gilgamesh, and trust me, Gilgamesh is one of my favourite stories ever. All right. It, it, I mean, this is a set. This is you have to fight him, and he turns you into like a small version of yourself, and you got one away from green chickens. <laughs> Just amazing. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> what's funny though is the end of the fight. Spoilers in a way. He grabs the chicken and tries to fly away using it. It just falls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wicked man! Um, are you? Do you like Crash Bandicoot Free? By the way. Oh yeah, I, I only played a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. 
Cool. Uh, I like the original Crash Bandicoot. Wicked man, classic uh, naughty dog there. Also, the Spyro cheat. I can't remember which. I can't remember which Crash it is now, but I know the Spyro cheat still works. The Crash Bandicoot game on the Vita. Where really? if you insert a certain code when the Naughty Dog screen appears, yeah. you unlock a demo of Spyro the Dragon. Oh, wicked. Well, I'm just, um, I, while you guys are talking, I'm just on Amazon.co.uk, just um, oogling this X-Men and the Wolverine Adamantium collection. Ah. That'd be perfect for me, because as I said, I, as I was chatting before, I just got into these films, but I was already, um, I already borrowed them off my friend, yeah. so I'm just trying to um, uh, find out the best one to get. It's either... It's either the, all the X-Men films minus for Wolverine and having to buy that separate or I can get them all together. But I don't know if this one here is uh, the one that I, the Wolverine included in this. I'm not sure if it's the um, one with the extended cut because that's the one I borrowed and that was pretty cool. But yeah, sorry, just thought I'd add that. <laughs> that's no problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, Glenn, how about you? What have you been playing, mate? Guys, I am on a mission. I am on a mission. Right. I have been playing with PlayStation since the PS2. I was there when trophies were first introduced with the PS3. Um, I have a Vita. I have never gotten a platinum trophy. I'm level 10. I've never gotten a platinum trophy before. Infamous Second Son is officially going to be my first ever platinum trophy. I am on a mission. I will make it happen. I'm I'm at 67%. I need to do my evil playthrough, and I need to complete the game on hard. Um, I'm not going to do an evil hard mode, because really, the evil mo- I don't like the evil playthrough. I, I just want to get the trophies that are associated with it. Um, so I'm going to do another playthrough yeah. afterward, and I'm going to do it on Expert. And I'm going to get that trophy. I've got a couple other things to do, and I am going to get my first ever Platinum trophy with Infamous Second Son. It's going to happen. Um, in addition to that, I've been playing um, Fire Emblem Awakening, which I'm just delighted with. I love that game. Um, it's weird because there isn't really that much to the gameplay. It's it's all strategy and um, matching stats. But it's a lot of fun, and the story is great. And one thing I love about it is that every time you feel like, oh, okay, the game's ending now, it continues, and it's like another chapter just unfolds. And it for, for such a small little card, it, it's such a big game, and I love that about it. And I, I'm, I'm seeing why it's been getting such high scores. And, and I can't wait to finish it, and I can't wait to try Bravely Default, which has also been getting some really high scores. Um, so Madhouse, the, the art style, is something I really like in Fire Emblem Awakening. Madhouse did a great job with that. Um, can it, that's, if you have a 3DS, give Fire Emblem Awakening a try. You will love that game. And especially if you've played Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and um, you've played Marth, Yep. This game yep, explains yep. <laughs> so much about Marth. You don't even know. It explains so much about Marth. So, yeah, just give that game a try. Um, perhaps on a more tertiary note, I've also been playing Final Fantasy X still. I've still been working on that, and I am no better at Blitzball now than I was last week when I announced the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Blitzball <laughs> just yet but I'll be working on that. That's what I've been playing. I've been having a blast, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be working on that Platinum. It's about time, because I almost got a Platinum with Ratchet & Clank, A Crack in Time. I, I, I loved that game, and I got to like 80%. There was one trophy that I had to get before, not ha- before getting the Platinum trophy, and that was this little mini-game. Inside. You had to do something crazy to win this mini-game, and if I had gotten that, I would have gotten a yeah. Platinum trophy. 
but I didn't yet. And I don't have the game anymore. I, I gave it to my friend, and he hasn't given it back yet. So um, we'll, we'll see. Oh, okay. This will be my first. This game is deserving. This game is deserving. I will, I will get my first platinum on this game. This reminds me, while you were talking about 3DS, have you pre-ordered Pokemon yet? Pre-ordered Pokemon. Um, you mean the, the new yeah. Ruby and, and Sapphire? Yeah. No, I have not. I'm, well, you know, Pokemon X, I really loved Pokemon X, but it was just too easy. I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hoping to see something better with this one. Although, I didn't play the original Ruby and Sapphire. I missed that. Um, before this, my last Pokemon game had been Pokemon Silver. And I wanted, Heart, Heart, I wanted to try Soul Silver out, but I didn't have a DS at the time. Um, I could still get it, I suppose. I might. But it's still kind of expensive, so I'm going to wait. But, um, no, I, I haven't pre-ordered this well, one just yet. How, how is it? Well, expect a lot of water and trumpets. Water and trumpets. Water and trumpets? Is, is there, like, a musical yeah. Pokemon type now? <laughs> well, no, it's just that a lot of the music is sort of done by trumpets. You know, like the background music. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, and there's a lot of water. A, a lot of... Uh, you'll be, you, Surf will be your main friend oh. in the game. Well... I like trumpets, but that's a little weird. So we'll see. I, I might. So anyway, yeah, it, it. It, there's some good Pokemon though. So I'm looking. I've pre-ordered both already. In fact, I pre-ordered the day after they got announced. Now, why? Why would you? I can see pre-ordering one. Why would you pre-order both <laughs> versions of the same game? There, there's a little difference between them, right? Because chances are, I'll probably buy both of them. Why? Why buy both of them? They're the same game. I, 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 it was a tradition for years. <laughs> Because um, <laughs> my mum used to play. Oh, okay. So, so you buy used both. To play Pokemon games. You buy both, and you'd give one to yeah, her. Yeah, buy both, give her. Okay, okay. So it's just tradition of me to just pre-order both, even though I don't need to anymore. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm it, if I get one, I'm probably going to get silver. I'm mean, not silver. Um, sapphire, because I like blue. Blue's my favorite color. That's it. I'll, I'm probably going to get ruby because I, I like I like ruby. <laughs> I mean, blue's always been my... Like, I got Pokemon X just because it was blue and Pokemon Y was red. That was Well, no, there was also the Mega <laughs> Evolutions. Because I liked the, you know, the special yeah. Mega Evolutions that are different between the versions of the game? I liked yeah. I liked Pokemon X's better than Pokemon Y. I think Pokemon Y's Mega Mewtwo looks just weird. And, and I like yeah. the blue Charizard, so... But that's Pokemon for you. I, I hope they stop releasing so many new Pokemon. Like, it's just... So ridiculous. I don't know. Well, this is literally just going to be a remake, so there'll be nothing, no new Pokemon in it. Yeah, so. it's going to be a remake. Well, you'll have your Mega ones. That'd be about it. I kind of wish that because there's going to be. I kind of wish that. Oh, carry on. I kind of wish that Soul Silver had been on the 3DS. Because um, that was that's the big nostalgia one for me, and I, I, I'd like to see it on 3DS um, on the 3DS's standards. Well, um, I, I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, new version of Pokemon Red and Blue on the 3DS. Oh, dude, that would be so cool! Or Yellow, the one where Pikachu follows you. I'll just, I'll just make the Japanese version of Pokemon Green. Would... <laughs> dude, it would be so cool to see a brand new Pokemon Red or Blue on the 3DS. Like, I would buy that immediately. A, a little weird fact about Pokemon. I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but um, Pokemon Green. When it launched in in Japan, it was red and green, not red and blue. Um, and red and green had worse sprites 
worse graphics and worse music than the the American version. Anyway, <laughs> they released the Pokemon Blue in Japan, and the Pokemon Blue is what the version we got for Red and Blue here. It had better um, te- better graphics, better sprites, better music than the original Red and Green in Japan. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. But that would be yeah. that would be a good way to milk the cash cow for Nintendo, a, a new remake, and yeah. for Game Freak, a new remake of um, of the original Pokemon games. I'd love that. It would, yeah, very true about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that just leaves me now, guys, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Mister um, Mike? Um, I've actually not been on War Thunder, in case you wondered. I'm giving that a break because I am usually on that a lot. I've been. Actually, to be honest with you, I've kind of been. I haven't been playing that much as usual because I'm just getting. I've, I think I've been bur- a bit burnt out, as I described last week after all those sandbox games I was playing. Um, I've been on. Jeez, um, I actually have to think what I've been on. Um, I've been playing a bit of Tekken Tag Tournament Two online, you know, because I've been out of practice so long, and my mate Tim refuses to play me because he gets so stressed out of it, mainly because I beat him. Um, but yeah, the. Um, those games um, burnt me out earlier in the year, like the you know GTA 5, uh, sorry four and Red Dead and all that kind of stuff. So I've been kind of like just taking it easy. Um, I've been dipping into um, GTA Liberty City Stories and um, Soul Sacrifice on the Vita. I usually play the Vita in bed um, at night before I go to sleep. It's actually I just find it um, um, nice and comfortable to do that. In terms of console, I've um, literally only been on um, Tekken Tag too because um, you know I get some practice playing online and stuff, but. To be honest with you, I could actually probably go off on a tangent about Tekken. I'm I'm so sick of playing Tekken online, at least in the ranked matches. I just I don't know what it is. And anyone's listening, please please write in and try and um, tell me why. But I don't get what ha- what's happened to Tekken online. The way people play, it's like every actually I will just mention this briefly. Everyone on Tekken who I play, the so-called pro players, they have this really distinct way of playing, and it's so incredibly dull to fight them because. It's not that it's not. It's technically impressive, but they all fight the same. There's no individuality about it. What they do is they go the way they move and stuff. They do all because you can sidestep in Tekken and everything. They they keep moving around really quickly, doing sidesteps and then canceling them. So it looks like they're spa- totally spazzing out on screen. The characters are just <laughs> moving all over the place. And what they do then, they get you with a jug, um, a launch like an uppercut or whatever then they do this ridiculously long juggle because Tekken now allows you to bounce someone off the ground so you can you juggle them you punch them down to the ground they bounce and you juggle them again and now you can do tag combo so they do that they call in their partner and they do the same and it's just half the health bar gone and it's like yes it's very impressive technically but it's so dull it's all they ever do again and again it's just it's honestly it's like fighting a robot it's like fighting a computer because nobody has any individuality anymore yes they had obviously you got people dressing their characters in different costumes you've got different combinations but it's just so boring to do they just do the same shit over and over again there's no when i used to play tekken you know back in the day i am 30 so we're going back over 15 years here when i used to play it there was none of the, a, a juggle was maybe one or two punches and an uppercut in the air you know you had, it was quite difficult to do and you had to more rely on timing about getting your opponent on a counter just before they do theirs, you interrupt them, and it's called a counter because you score extra because you, you do extra damage because you catch them just as they're doing a move, and you would do throws and stuff like that. But these days, it's just all about half the dam- all the damage done, like seventy five percent of the match is spent in the air. You might as well just put the fucking controller down because you can't do shit when you're being juggled, and it's just so annoying. It's just a so uh, it's so abused. 
it's they just abuse the juggle system so much and it's just in my opinion that's not what Tekken's about it really isn't and it's a shame because I love Tekken but I am forced not to play it because I just end up tearing my hair out at the end seriously but I've, I'm limited now to I'm going on a player match where there's no rank no win ratio win to loss ratio so I just go on there I do a couple of matches even if I lose I don't care there's no punish there's no like demotion risk or any shit like that so at least i got the practice in but i think with tekken i it's just better for me to spend playing with the guys that i've been playing against all my life like my mate tim and all that lot because they play how i like to play they play for fun and that's the main thing yes you of course you want to win but tekken is meant and like with any game it's meant to be fun and it's just not fun playing these fuckers online because they are so bent on winning there's just they zap all the fun out and then apart from that and i fucking hate doing this because it sounds like i'm generalizing but tekken players are some of the rudest i've ever met in my i've ever gone against in my life the amount of shit i used to get through pm on ps3 playing tekken 6 in particular after a match, they, excuse me Oh, oh, okay, well, okay. Maybe not compared to League of Legends, <laughs> League of Legends, but um, they were you, you know, you just get people saying, "Oh, noob, dickhead," and all of this. And some guy threatened me once. He was, I remember, I beat. Him. <coughs> Call <of> Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. It's like that, but seriously, it's like you know, why do people keep doing this for? It's just grow the fuck up. I mean, it's a game for crying out loud. It's just it encom- it, it it just encapsulates everything I hate about online gaming. And I thought it was limited to Call of Duty and, you know, the other games you guys mentioned, but apparently it's not. And it's just, it is just utter bullshit, seriously. I remember one guy said to me, wow, you arsehole, I can't believe that. If you're lucky you're not in the same room as me, I would punch you or something like that. And I just, I almost laughed so hard. It was just so, it's just pathetic, really. And like I said, this is no, this is, this ain't new. I mean, this shit's been happening to people who play it online for years and years and years, but for someone who doesn't really delve into online gaming very much, it's just surprising. Because seriously, if these motherfuckers were in the same room with me, I would batter them senseless. Seriously, because most of these guys, and I'm not a violent person, but seriously, most of these people are just a bunch of pussies who hide behind their fucking computer screen. And I just think they seriously need to get up and get a goddamn life and find out and find the fun in a game. What? Find the fun because that's what it's supposed to be. It's meant to be fun. You need seriously. You need to come on RDGH because we have rants sometimes, and that that was a pretty epic rant. That was a pretty epic rant. Thank you, thank you. I will sometime. I would. I like to write about that. Yeah, but if anyone's listening, and if I've offended anyone, I apologize. I'm not trying to generalize because there have been some really nice people I played on Tekken. But if anyone can find, um, you know, contact, you know. Uh, PS, uh, podcast at psu.com. If anyone can tell me why people fight this way in Tekken and why it's become so so just a cesspool of just oh you know it's just why the fun has been zapped out of it and why people insist on playing like this and please let me know because you know at the end of the day this shit ain't fun to me at all because i've been playing tekken since 1997 and let me tell you that's not what what, what i'm seeing online that is not tekken that is not tekken you, that is not the tekken that i grew up with. you know what it is it's the internet ball. What? it's the internet balls you're on the internet yeah, and you're not yeah. talking to someone you can say what you want and people can't do anything to you or you think people can't do anything to you for it. So people just like, eh, yeah. you know, I'll just say whatever the heck I want to and forget that there's an actual yeah. human being on the other side of my screen, you know? And what's interesting is I've been, yeah. I've been told that too. I wish you were in the same room as me um, or because I'd punch you. And yeah. I was like, let, let, me be, yes. let me be honest, okay? I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot seven. I'm 250 pounds. All right. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not a fighter, all right? I've been in one physical yeah. altercation in middle school, um, and I didn't hit any... Like, the guy punched me in the face because he was mad that I told the bus driver he was making some kid cry. 
And he oh. he got off at the same stop and he punched me in the face and I laughed at him because I, I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I don't know why I laughed, but it was it was kind of funny. And, and there were people like because he hit like a pussy. <laughs> like, like there were drivers going by, like dude, stop hitting that kid. And he could just kind of walked off. And I'm like, dude, that was hilarious. But listen, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fighter, but. These are yeah. people that you're a lover, not a fighter. But these are people that would um, just crap their pants before they laid a finger on me. I'm not gonna lie; these people would not yeah. touch me, and they wouldn't touch anyone because if they were face to face with anybody at that time, th- those internet balls would shrivel up and just pop off like a couple of cherries. They are nothing. They are nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing without the the anonymity of and the safety of their computers. If any one of these people that they talk to found them, they would wet themselves. They are cowards. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. And and it's it's sad. And you know what? I'll never forget this. I will never forget this as long as I live. I was playing League of Legends once. Um, yeah. I still play League of Legends. What am I saying? I was playing League of Legends, and um, League of Legends has actually gotten better. I see far fewer. Uh, far, far fewer players um, that carry on like that than I did when I first joined. They've been really good yeah. about trying to get rid of that. And um, there were these people, and, and they were from um, Mexico, I think. Um, at the time, League of Legends didn't have a Latin America server, so all the people from Latin America were on the North American server. And, you know, yeah. it wasn't... I don't know what it was. I was playing just fine, and all of a sudden, there were these two guys there from Mexico, and they were like, oh, you know, you suck, or whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you filthy American, go go to McDonald's and go to, go do all of this stuff. You're, America sucks. You're, you're, you're just a fat American behind a game. I'm, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, yeah, go to, go to McDonald's. And I think I said something like, what, you're from Mexico? Go mow my lawn, or something stupid like that. Because there, there's, a, there's a stereotype for them, too. Like just how yeah. just how I have a, apparently have a stereotype for being a fat American who loves McDonald's. All right, they have a stereotype yeah. for being like the people who come and clean up our lawns for us. So you have, yeah. believe it or not, you probably have a stereotype of your own. In fact, just by being a freaking gamer, you have a stereotype of your own. You have a stereotype as yep. a loser for being a gamer. So what right do you have? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I spoke to someone not too long ago. And she was, she's a very pretty lady. And she said, yeah, if I knew, she was talking about some guy. She was like, yeah, if I had known that he played video games, I wouldn't have dated him. Okay. We are known. Oh, wow. We are known for being single losers. So you have absolutely no right to go on and start making fun of other people's stereotypes. None. I will never forget that as long as I live. I hope those guys are kicked off of the game because that is just utter BS that no one needs that absolutely no one needs. And again, they're just cowards who feel like just because they're yeah. behind the safety, uh, the supposed safety of the internet, they can just get away with treating people like crap for absolutely no reason at all. And I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, that, that needs to go away. Like people need to, you can yes. be gamers, you can be losers or whatever the heck you want to be, but just grow up, just freaking grow up. Okay. Act, act your age. Yeah. And my mom used to tell me act my age and not my shoe size. Um, which didn't work after a while because after a while my shoe size got bigger than my age. Uh, I have a size, I have I have a size sixteen. I wear a size sixteen shoe, US. 
Um, so, <laughs> but seriously, act act your freaking age and quit being so stupid about a freaking video game that no one is gonna give a crap about tomorrow. Okay, you good? You got a kill? Oh, good for you. Five minutes from now, I'm not gonna give a crap. So good job being all mad for no reason. Good job. I, I just hate people. I just can't stand people like that. I know you can tell I'm starting to carry okay. on a bit. So I'll stop. No, no, do, 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 do. I'm what's the saying we got over here? You're singing my song, man. Seriously, I could not agree more. I would like I said, we, we, we I'm sure me and you could rant about this for hours. Seriously, I am totally, totally with you there. Coming, totally with you. Coming soon. Um, on yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously need to do that sometime. Yeah. Um, uh, before we, before uh, by the way, uh, a lot of times uh, I've been. Yeah, because I'm British on American server on Final Fantasy XIV. Sometimes people take the piss of, yeah, say stereotypes. Um, I yeah. just laugh because I, I am a stereotype when it comes to British. <laughs> I, I just am. I, I like my tea. I like my crumpets. I like my biscuits. I've got a bit slightly crooked teeth. That's right. <laughs> I am the stereotype. So. Well, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Every, loads of people like tea. <laughs> no, I just find it funny whenever anyone in the game tries to take the piss out of me because they're all oh, you're British, you're... You like this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what the hell? What, what are you going to say next? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, what, more, what more do you... That didn't insult me, so what more have you got? What else? Try again. But no, no Ben... Oh, dear, yeah. Ben is kind of like... Because like, he'll rant on RDGH too, and his rants are so awesome. Like, I, I've told him, like, his rants are so polite. I love that. Well, yeah, ben, ben, yeah, ben is very, very polite, <laughs> even when he's ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, that was actually all the games I have been playing. I, I've been I'm mostly watching a few DVDs and stuff. Like I said, I was I've started watching Only Fools and Horses, which is a British comedy. Um, so I've been going through that. But um, I have actually, oh, I should, actually should mention this. I did actually, um, actually, I got to be careful because I'm not really sure what I'm going to say. I did actually uh, play a game that's not out yet. Um, out until August, um, I will be writing a preview for it in a couple of weeks' time. So look out for that. It was um, I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. But it was. Uh, it was quite enjoyable, and it's shaping up very well. So look out for that. You'll know when you see it, guys. It'll go up on the homepage. Uh, it's a hands-on. But, yeah, that, that was a uh, good experience. Um, okay, well, that's um, time to um, sort of start wrapping up the show now, guys. I'm just going to um, kick off with some emails. we got some from Fonz, of course. Um, first one, this was sent on uh, Monday. Uh, he says that Terror is a brilliant game of how good earning the, pla- uh, the, ga- um, the game's platinum. I only got it because of Mike and the other scene of how good it is. If you can recommend any of the games playing it, I'm all ears. Oh, wow. That's great, then. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Fon. So I, I, there's nothing wor- worse I hate, more I hate than recommending a game and the person hates it because it has happened a few times. So I'm really glad you liked it. It is, it is awesome. It's unique. It's, um, it's only the only sucky thing is I lost the damn thing when my I had to wipe my friggin' Vita memory card, um, which I won't go into. But well, wait, you should. You um, should be, it's on. That was such. It's on PSN. You should just be able to download it again, right? Um, not exactly because I got it through um Sony because I reviewed it, so I don't know if it works that way. It again. should because when you when uh, you put yeah. when you put one of those codes in, it gives you access to it through your PSN yeah. account. Oh no, I. Sh- all right, yeah. I, I should actually mention. Sorry, when I, I had to wipe the car because I had to change accounts and stuff, I had to sign in as <sighs> oh, I, was, I was on my brother's because I bought the Vita off my brother, you see, and I had to. I wanted to use it, sync it with my new account on PS4, and of course, I had to wipe everything and start again. So I lost a bunch of stuff, and sadly, tear away and kills a mercenary were casualties on that. But um, who, who cares? You know, I can buy it again. though. it's worth yeah. it. You know, totally worth it. Plus, give Sony a call. Uh, like they might be able to. 
to, to move some stuff around. Send me a coach. Yeah. Hey, send me some. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and he also adds Mike and Twitter makes for PSU team, uh, make me PSU team happy and fulfill your destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently my destiny is Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I am, I'm still thinking about Twitter. Don't worry. Um, it's not going to stop. I, um, it's not, it's not going to stop. Yeah. I know. I know it's not, I know it's not going to stop. I know it's not going to stop. I cannot escape it. <laughs> it is your destiny. <laughs> uh, uh, Von's um, uh, second and last email. I purchased a God of, uh, God of War collection uh, for Vita and agree with Dane that um, while he was explaining why on RDGH that the camera and touchscreen moments doesn't work, plus not add anything new, you guys have bought a Vita. Uh, have you guys bought it for the Vita? Um, I haven't. Um, I'm thinking of getting it because I haven't played it yet. I will probably get around to it eventually. Um, uh, ben, have you bought it for the Vita at all? No, not yet. Cool. Uh, Glenn, have you bought it for the Vita? I have not. Um, this was from. This was from RDGH last week. We were talking about how Dane uh, was getting a lot of flack on his review for the God of War collection. Um, so he was. Yeah. Dane said that yeah, some of the some of the controls on the Vita are really iffy and uh, don't really work. So it lost some points for that. Um, so that's what he's referring to when he was uh, talking about the camera and touchscreen stuff not working. Oh right, yeah, yeah. There's been. Um, I think Dane got a lot of. Um hate in the comments section for slating God of yeah. War. Oh, actually, we um, talked about that hate, last yes. week. We talked about that last week on Unchained. Yeah, we too. did. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, we did. Yeah, Never So mind. much butthurt in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I just love American sayings, butthurt. I think it's Americans, because I sure as hell didn't hear about it over here. Butthurt. Brilliant. <laughs> none, of, none of the stuff we say makes... Like, even, even our swear words don't make any sense. Like, you, you call people, like, a female dog, or you call someone a butthole, or whatever. It's like, welcome back to third grade. Yeah. Just sounds a little tougher. Or a, or a douche, a douchebag. Oh God, a, <laughs> that's my favorite one. A bag that I use, I use that one a lot. But like, what does it? It's yeah. it's just a bag that holds like a feminine product. Okay, cool. Yes, <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> oh dear. Um, he he says something at the bottom here that's quite interesting. What I think. Uh, uh, plus, Mike, you and Twitter will make Gary say "Good for you, Mike" in Russian. Good for you, Mike. Uh, there we go. I said it. Um, ben says that's good. Welcome, um, uh, Ben, to make his British noises and sounds. Um, I don't know what he means by that. I guess it's I guess, you what? words, pants, oh, things, words. Tally ho, tally ho. Words and things. Ben, yeah. you can't do that. You ben, can't do that ben until after. Sounds. You can't do that until after he 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 gets Twitter. All oh, right. Okay. That's that's his reward for Daddy you. Hair. That's his reward from you for getting Twitter. See, Mike, you, you're missing oh, out. Okay. You're missing out. Ben could be making his British noises and sounds for you, and you're missing out. Oh, his British sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Well, uh, my life. I found my life has been felt complete lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool, guys. Well, um. Now we've done that. Um. Uh, we're no more emails. Um. Let's um uh, move on to the uh section where we thank a bunch of people. Uh, for whatever reason. Um, ben, what are your shout-outs, mate? Uh, to Crimson Canucci, to Chin Soon, Chin, because I know he wants to be on again soon. Yeah, hey, Chin, man. I'm, oh, Chin. Sorry, I have to say this bit. Chin, I'm now shredded and cut, so we need to have an abs off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I might be able to get... I'm talking to the guy, Neil Gorton. I know you you, you follow me I'm talking to him on Twitter, and I'll, I might see you in London about that whole Capcom thing secret thing um so we'll see what happens better not be resident evil 7 <laughs> oh yeah because you know i can totally pull those types of strings <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah, nah. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's it. My usual shout out. Cool. Um, Glenn, I know you've got um, you've got a, a few things to say about contacting us and Twitter and everything. So, but do you want to give your shout-outs and then carry on with that as usual? Sure. Um, shout out again to my friends Amanda and Ryan, who I know are not listening, but I will congratulate them anyway once again on graduating. Um, one with a bachelor baccalaureate degree in education, and another with a master's degree in something. I don't know what specifically, but his a master's degree in something. That sounds pretty his, interesting. His, his bachelor's degree was in nuclear engineering. So I'm expecting it to be quite fantastic. Um, so great job to you once again, and great job to all graduates um, for 2014. Uh, good luck on your futures. Uh, good shout out. And uh, thanks to Shahid, who's probably not listening also, but in case you are, um, Never know. looking forward to speaking with you again soon and same for Chin looking forward to seeing you on the podcast at some point I haven't gotten to meet Chin but I've heard so much about him at this point that I Chin is awesome he's a great guy I feel seriously like... I know I said yeah I say that about everyone but he is he's such a nice bloke and a top uh, really top guy I feel like I know him I feel like I've heard so much about him now. So I, it's probably because he posts he posts topless pictures of himself so much on Twitter. So right, I think right. a lot of people know him quite intimately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks again to our listeners, without whom we would be absolutely nothing. Be sure to check out PSU.com, especially if you're a PlayStation fan. And um, that's that for my shout-outs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I mentioned it before. We are on Twitter at P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M for the greatest news in gaming. Um, Also, be sure to follow us on iTunes. We are there. Uh, You can get both PSU and RDGH downloaded to all of your iThings automatically if you subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review in an RDGH. We will read it live on the air. Um, So be sure to follow us there and subscribe and like us and hug us and kiss us goodnight and all that good stuff because we love our viewers. Awesome, dude. Uh, that just leaves me. Uh, first of all, guys, Ben and Glenn, thanks very much. It's good to have you back, uh, Ben and Glenn. It's a pleasure as always. Um, all of our listeners, the crew at PSU, um, special shout out to Fonz, of course, uh, Brett, uh, my mate Richard, who I met at the Metal Gear Solid 5 event. That's going to be a regular thing now. I'm always going to mention that, even though we probably aren't listening. <laughs> also, um, the uh, a recent event I went to, um, a really, really cool guy called Julian, who works for a PC magazine. Um, I believe he's actually met um alex locker um at an ice at the iceland event for dust recently um because he said he met one of our editors and since alex alex is the only one who went there it's got to be him so i think i might actually follow up on that and contact alex about that but yeah he was a really nice guy had a good chat with him um i think that's a, oh also my mate tim um my mate robert all my other friends as well um yeah that's about it from me on that um i think we're about ready to close up now guys have, have we um we haven't missed anything have we Nope, I think we're about done. Well, guys, that was episode forty of PlayStation Unchained. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, you forgot how people can contact us. Oh shit! Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why it's great. It's raw and organic. Okay, sorry, Ben. Take it away. How can I contact you? Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter, or Ben Hall on PSU.com. Or you can actually contact me now on NeoGaff. On oh, you're just there. chili. Oh, wicked, wicked. Oh, yeah, I uh, love Neil Gaff, too. Me at my Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sweet. That's, that's all right. You can contact me at mike.harrodens at psu.com, or if you email us at podcast at psu.com, um, I'll probably be the one to reply. Um, or you can contact Glenn at... At goglenn underscore on Twitter, at g-o-g-l-e-n-n underscore on Twitter, or you can email me 
Um, my email address is glenn.gordon at psu.com. And I just remembered I am on NeoGAF. Totally not Glenn is my name. Totally not Glenn is my name. <laughs> so, because it's totally not Glenn. Yeah, sh- <laughs> it's, it's super secret. Okay, it's super secret. So yeah, uh, contact me. Oh, say right. hi. I'm friendly, I promise. <laughs> well, now that's episode 40. Right, we're going to go off and get absolutely rat-assed. Not really, I'm joking. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for joining us for episode 40 of uh, PlayStation Unchained. Here's to the next um, 10 episodes and more. Um, thank you for joining me again, guys. We will be back again the same time next week. So all that's left to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you guys. <laughs>